0: Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message.
1: Today, um, we're going to continue in part two, and I'm going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. And it says, In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. I think this proverb is good that I probably should read it twice because this helps in so many different areas. In all labor, that means work, there is profit a return. But idle chatter, when you just run your mouth, it leads only to poverty. As the great prophet on the Tic Tac said, you broke. In all labor, there's profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Hey, today I want to speak to you from this idea, uh, from this subject, the law of pursuit the law of pursuit. Come on, let's pray. Um, Father, we love you. We thank you for these moments, Lord God, that we can just come into your presence, Lord God, and we can lean in and, man, worship. We feel your throne up, Lord, and, and I pray that there's a smile on your face when we do so. Father, today, as we pray, Lord God, and as we read our word, Lord, and as we talk about the things of your kingdom today, help us to learn. The world has so much to say about love. Um, and there's so many movies Lord God that paint the picture of love in so many different ways and music can make us feel like some of us that are single we want to get in a relationship just to break up and then make up and so father we want to learn what love is from your perspective We want want you to teach us, Lord. Um, Help us, for Help the church not to stay silent on these matters, Lord. But help us, Father, to step in where the darkness is prevalent. Help us to invade it with the glorious light of Jesus, Lord. Today, speak to us. Open our hearts. Open our minds. Let it be practical, Lord. But speak to us today, Father. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Would you put your hands together for Jesus in his place? Come on. The Law of Pursuit. Uh, when I married my beautiful wife, um, she, she, she was a grown woman. She was I-N-D-E. So she was, <laughs> some of y'all heard it, and Y'all know where I was going. Some of y- <laughs> the other ones are like, oh, I like it. Um, yeah. She was independent and she had her own condo. And she was doing life. You know, she was grown, watching Smallville by herself. And then she met this chocolate Cuban. Hey, chocolate. hallelujah. And life changed for her for the better and for the worse, sometimes. Um, what ends up happening is that when, when we got, I think we were pregnant with, we, I love that, right? I think you were pregnant with Ramses, um, and I think that's when we were we were blessed with an opportunity. How many of y'all remember Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, it's hard to forget. Um, Hurricane Wilma, which if you were from South Florida or anywhere in Florida, Hurricane Wilma came um, before? After. After, Hurricane Wilma came, so Katrina hit, Florida. At the time, we lived in Miami, and it didn't really do a lot. Yeah. Um, but then, but then uh, Wilma came and rocked us. And so the first hurricane, we, in, in Miami, if you're from Florida, South Florida, uh, you usually, we have hurricane parties. If it's under a four, <laughs> we ain't worried about it.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. We get snacks and we hang out. All yeah. Time. You know what I mean?
1: It's like it's a fun time when it's a hurricane for ah, we might get some more water. You know what I mean? Like get some canned foods, whatever. But it's not really a big deal. Um, but what happened with this hurricane is that Hurricane Katrina was like nothing for us. And we were like, oh, yeah, we threw a party. We had friends over. And then Hurricane Wilma came. And I think people got a little scared. Yeah. Yeah. So it ended up just being me and her. oh by the way we weren't dating at the time no at all we were not even talking. we were just friends you say he's just a friend (laughs) and uh the winds of love blew in and so yeah yeah, y'all like that (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah
0: i I was like okay you're sleeping on the couch and i'm going in the room and locking the door totally (laughs) stay out
1: there we didn't try to do this on purpose and this is no advice to none of y'all don't no, do that please don't, don't do, do that, do that. Don't catch we us. don't have hurricanes here we have cockroaches that are the size of
0: yeah, maybe
1: egyptian yeah. cats you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> anyway but uh but whatever so we got married and you know all of the, the rest is history but when we uh we f- we purchased our first home um because one of the hurricanes really messed up a house and the lady was in a really weird spot um and she was like hey if you pay off the rest of this then we'll it will you know we'll, we'll it was a short sale
0: yeah, it was kind of, she was in foreclosure and stuff. So she only had like a couple weeks to, and yeah. it was good.
1: So just think For that us, the house that had a line of water of about 18 inches, 24 inches. Like, uh, I mean. Yeah,
0: it had been flooded. And
1: complete. It was, it was a disaster. So we had to go into the house and completely gut it. Mind you, uh, my wife was at this point seven months
0: yeah when we were gutting it and yeah. stuff yeah i was about
1: seven months pregnant. seven months pregnant with like a spray bottle because it's popcorn y'all don't have popcorn y'all got these weird chicken feet in georgia i don't know what that is i
0: don't know why chicken we have these weird it's true. It looks like chicken
1: feet. is it chicken feet like you grab real chickens and do <laughs> In Florida, Miami, it's popcorn. It's like every ceiling has popcorn or knocked down. And so, you know, we we hate popcorn. We were like, we just want straight. So we were spraying the popcorn and she's covered in white for months at a time, covered in white. We completely removed the entire kitchen. We ripped it all out because it was just nasty. And I mean, I remember we we dug in one time and we we dug a ditch to create a new sink. And when we opened that uh, sewer line... I mean it smelled like death the devil. It was just like like it was bad. And so we remodeled the whole house. We spent months. I I don't even know how many months we spent
0: I think we bought it in September and then and then didn't get into the house till about the end of May.
1: Yeah, so we were just months after months just, I mean, just cleaning the house and fixing it, which is crazy, and so uh, we got to the space finally where we we moved in, and, you know, all of my children were born there, Ramses, Levi, and Abigail, all three of them have been born at the house, um, except J. and, but what happens is that we get a call from the Lord, and the Lord's like, I want you to move to Georgia, you know what I mean, and go plant a church. I was like, I rebuke you, Lord. Um, and no. <laughs> how do you rebuke God? And so I answered the call. My wife answered the call, and we came up here. Um, and so we we gave up on that project. I mean, for years, we had so many different things that we needed to do to the house. Anybody there, you moved into the house, and you're still years in, and you're like, yeah. yeah, babe, you told me you were. Don't hit your husband's, lady. Stop. <laughs> Don't do that. You told me you were going to do this. And so we're, we're on the way. We're working on it. <laughs> Um, I remember that when we had the house, we had these thoughts. And, bro, one day, you know, I mean, I'm nosy. So, when we go back to Miami, I drive by the house. And I'm nosy and I'm an extrovert. So, I get out the house and knock on the door. Lydia's freaking out. <laughs> Lydia's freaking out. Because I think we had mail for them or so. Or oh, they, have yeah, mail for they us. had mail for us. It was something like that. So, we knock on the house and then we go in. And, you know, me, I'm, I'm in the house and I'm like looking. I'm like, we're sitting there talking. I'm like, They put a new closet in one of the rooms. I'm like, oh my God, why didn't we think about that? Like they fixed the house in such a beautiful way. I mean, I was blown away with some of the stuff that they did. And I started to think about it. As we were preparing this message, I'm starting to think, yo, isn't that the way that it looks like with relationships, right? Uh, What does that mean? You know, you lost me there. It takes work. Yeah. I mean some of us, we enter into relationships whether we're dating or just friendships. Some of us, were business owners. The stuff that we're teaching you today is not meant just for married folk, but this actually goes across a gambit of different things in relationships. But I mean like some of us walked into a job. Anybody, don't raise your hand because your boss is probably here. But anybody, you, you walked into a job and it was a disaster. You had, you, it stunk. You know what I mean? You had to destroy everything. How many of you ladies had a husband? <laughs> They're stunk. <laughs> don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And you had to just destroy him and break back up. <laughs> Where are we horrible. going with this? I don't know. It's no, no, no. But it takes work and it yes. continues to take work. And man, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were down in Miami and, and I drove by the house again. And yo, they did like the front lawn. Like, I mean, they did like these huge uh, 36 by 36, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, concrete, like with grass in between. It, it looked like Art Deco, South Beach. I'm like, I can't stand them now. Now I'm not even passing by there no more because it feels, I'm like, we didn't do nothing to the house. The HOA was mad at us all the time. <laughs> Shout out to Tim. And then, so what we did was that we were sitting there and we're creating this message and we started to look like that. And y'all, I want you to understand when you have a relationship, yo, it takes work and that work does, does not end. How, how many of y'all had New Year's resolutions that you were going to go to the gym at the beginning of the year? Outside of Alberson, who runs every day 14 miles a day from 6 to 7 a.m. in the morning, um, the rest of us, we broke our New Year's resolutions a long time ago. We went back to eating sweets after the fast. Yes. Passed by Chick-fil-A and you were like, this is the Lord's house, Lord. You understand. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. What happens is this. If you work out, you get stronger, right? If you don't work out, you get weaker. Can I use another word? You get lazier right so I mean this is what happens when you work out you feel like working out when you don't work out you don't feel like working out prophetic I mean write that down tweet that that's just some good that's good stuff Catherine that's good stuff if you work out you feel like working out if you don't work out and the lazier you get the more harder it is for you to work out and then if you give some time for y'all that work out all the time like Whitley there's some time that you get too tired and you've been weeks without going to the gym it's hard for you to go to back to the gym The same thing happens in relationships. Today, the scripture that we read in Proverbs, it it speaks about this idea of us having these thoughts in our mind that we want to actually do and accomplish things. But what happens is that we allow for laziness to just kind of creep into us. And the less you do, the more lazier you get. And if you're in a relationship and you've been laid down for a long time, uh, this is specifically for married folk, and you feel like, man, it's just hard to rekindle the fire. And it feels like the fire has gone out. And it's just, man, it's, it's tough. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to work on this thing. I want to be clear with you. Here, here's the thought. I want you to listen to me carefully. For those that are watching online, those of you guys that are here, there, there comes a time that if you do, and I'm begging you, don't quit. But, but if you do quit, you know what's going to end up happening? More likely than not, you're probably going to get in another relationship. And when you get in that other relationship, you're going to work hard at it and you're gonna start the dating process, and you're gonna start talking and doing all of this hard work. Yo, why not just do it now with the spouse that you have gone into covenant with and told that you were gonna love them to sickness and death. How about you start working and continue to work at it now? Don't quit, work at it now. This is where you can clap. That's good. You can run. You can run, let's, let's run, let's run a lap. We do this in this church, we run laps in this church. Jason, let's run a lap, we gonna run a lap. This is hallelujah, somebody scream hallelujah. I have friends of mine, man, that I watch them on social media. And, I, and, it's, and, it's, and it's sad to watch, man, as people who give up on their marriages, man. And listen, divorce is not final. It's, it's not like you, the Lord hates you and that's it. You can start over. Please don't. I'm not, I'm not encouraging it, but I'm not making you feel like crap because you have made that decision. But I do want you to understand, man, that if you're in a space right now where you're kind of in that world, yo, Scripture tells us that it takes work. I see a friend of mine's, man, and I saw him online the other day. Bro was ripped. I mean, like, he was ripped. Like, I saw him from one day to the next. He got muscles on top of muscles. You know, he looks good. He started a business. Like, I mean, he's doing... He's killing it. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, getting ready for the next one to come. And I'm like, dang, bro, how, how much effort do we put into strangers than we do into the people that we love and we promise to love forever? We put so much effort into that. Per- Y'all remember when you first started dating? you cleaned your car, you know what I mean? It's a big deal. I mean, like you brushed your teeth, you made sure, like yo, you took a shower in the morning, you would take another shower as soon as you saw them. Now it's three days and y'all just, you know, look at the work that we put into strangers. What would happen if we put that work into actually having the people that you love? Amen.
0: Yeah, amen so so like we always do here at greater church we want to do some practical steps and we want to go through some things today just to kind of show you what's important when we're putting in the work in our relationships the law of pursuit is it's about serving it's about serving and and we're going to use this acronym serve s-e-r-v-e and um, we're going to go through each of these acronyms and we're going to give you practical steps because Because the law of pursuit, to pursue someone, is all about serving someone else. If you think about what he's saying, putting in the work, it takes work to go after someone. But it's not actually just chasing after someone. It's actually serving them, serving them in the way that they need to be served. So the first one, obviously, is S, and it's going to stand for serve or serving. And uh, you wanna serve your spouse's needs in spite of what you need, want, or understand. When you first met someone, you didn't really think about yourself as much. You really wanted to say, hey, I wanna serve you, or I wanna make you happy, and I wanna do what makes you happy because you make me happy, right? So we wanna keep that idea in our mind when we're serving. There's four major things that we, we talked a little bit about them um, last week, and we're gonna continue to, to bring them up because it's super important when you're reading the book, the reason why he says these four things that are major in, in, in a man and major in a woman is that he's studied this. And he's had multiple um, conversations and counseling sessions with women and men who, who, who say these are the four things. And they might be in a different order. They might be higher priority for certain things or higher priorities for others, but there's four major things that women need in a marriage or in a relationship. And the first thing we talked about last week was security. Remember, women need security. Knowing her needs and desires will be met in a faithful manner by a sacrificial and sensitive husband, all right? The second thing that a, 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 a woman needs is open and honest communication. Having unhindered access to her husband's thoughts and feelings through loving, patient, and regular communication with him. Guys, it's not just about you sharing your thoughts and feelings with her, and she has to understand that. She has open, she needs to be able to be open and honest with her feelings with you and not feel like it's something that she's being over-emotional about or that it's or it's something that is irrational. The, the, the third thing is a soft, non-sexual affection. We talked about this last week, about being a gentle, but I'm a gentle butterfly. How many babe? of y'all
1: ladies told your husband that? I'm a gentle butterfly. I'm a
0: gentle butterfly, right, Nadia? <laughs>
1: I've, I've heard it like 45 times. My Gen- wife will be telling me I'm a gentle butterfly. I can't grab her butt. Bro, Listen. <laughs> be you
0: (laughs) yes but we just want to be we want to feel valued and cared for as a whole person not just a sex object through regular or gentle affection that is non-sexual we just want a little hug or or maybe a little hold my hand or 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 something that's just going to tell me hey i love you and i care about you but not in a sexual way and then um the fourth thing for ladies is leadership all right. We some ladies were very strong, and we can we can lead, and we can do it all, and very independent. But we also do create a husband who is the loving initiator for the well-being of the family, for for the well-being of the relationship, um, who who treats um, his spouse as an equal. And so there's also, like I said, there's four major things that the men want. Ladies, listen up. This is what we where we wanted to do. honor and respect. Remember we talked last week about tone, the way that we talk. We want to be respectful and and, and, we, want to, and we want to talk in the way that um, is honorable. So, men want to be talked and treated with dignity. Everything that they do, they, they want to feel that they are believed in and they want to feel like they are valued. And then opposite of what we want as gentle butterflies is they want sex. All right. Hey. That's Glory of okay. God. Ha, hey, you play
1: the piano so we can end.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't end. All call. Yes, he, they want sex, okay? But you know what? They just don't want sex, okay? I'm just gonna do it. All right, go. Let's get it over with. No, they want it. They want it to be <laughs> regular. So on on multiple occasions, like it's not just like once a month, y'all. Like let's try and make an effort, and then and in an energetic manner, he wants to feel valued in that way as well. The next thing is that he wants is he wants friendship. All right. Sometimes you guys are struggling with your husband because he's got too many friends and he's always hanging out, playing golf, or going out. It's because you're not being good a friend. You're not being a much of a friend to him. He enjoys friendship. He wants people around him in friendship. But having his wife as his best friend and doing those enjoyable things on a regular basis can can bring your relationship to the next level. And then the last thing is domestic support. Having a wife who's domestically centered and focused on the needs of the home, taking care of the kids, taking care of now I'm not saying that's your only job, women, but it's important for a man to come home and understand and believe that, like, okay, my wife is taking care of the kids. I've taken care of the security and the support and the finances, and 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 I want a wife that also helps take care of the family and food and, and thinks about the well being of the family. So biblical serving is is crazy because we talk about serving and all these things and and that's all serving. But biblical s- serving is is literally it's biblical. It's 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 actually what our, we named our church after. If you think about it, greater. I like not like a lot of you probably like why did they name it greater? Oh, they just want us to be greater. Oh, oh, we want a greater relationship with Jesus or we want this and that. No, we based it off john 1513. And it says there is no greater love than this, that a person would lay down his life for the sake of his friends. Me and Chino, we laid down our life. He's talking about the house and the things that we do. We laid our lives down so we can come and make greater church. So we can lay our lives down for you guys, our friends, our family, the people that we love, so that they can, you can know who Jesus Christ is for your sake. Serving is always about benefiting others first.
1: Absolutely. So serving, right? S-E-R-V-E. The first one is S. The second one is E. And this is what it is. Enjoy serving your spouse and do it with a joyful attitude. Joyful attitude. Again, I say a lot of these things translate the gambit of relationships, they're not just for married folk. Uh, Wakanda forever uh i just watched it the other day nobody warned me about the beginning horrible cried like a baby but there is uh there is and i hate that they finally threw a hispanic in movies you know what i mean praise the lord um and he and i'm not gonna tell you if he's good or bad but whatever um <laughs> the guy's the prophet's name is namor and he says watch this how is never as important as why oh, that's good. i mean that's that gotta be biblical How, Wakanda Forever, the prophetic book of Wakanda, how is never as important as why. I can do certain things and I'll do them out of duty or obligation but then there comes a point when I understand why I'm doing it and it just gives a different value to what I do right so I think it's and it's always coming from communication the way that you can enjoy serving your spouse your significant other and do it with a joyful attitude is understanding their framework but understanding why you're doing that thing right I think that's the best way and that comes through communication so like as a church like we have our team meetings and we have team nights and man there's so many different teams that are recognized and I, I remember having conversations with the worship team and we're like hey this is why why we do this you know what I mean like having conversation with our G kids hey this is not telling them to do a task but explaining to them why we do the task it changes the way that they look at things because now they're not doing it out of duty or obligation now they're understanding oh there's a, there's a soul there's a person attached to the things that I do like our, our host team our welcome team when you walk in through these doors they we have a conversation and we're like hey listen guys the reason why we fill up the roles as much as we can is because what happens is that at the beginning if we tell people hey could you do me a favor and could you slide all the way to the side they're not being annoying or not liking you it's because our church is growing at such a pace that if we don't tell you that at the beginning guess what's going to happen midway through service after the second song there's the rule of the third song everybody's late you know what i mean and we got a a large demographic we're we're very diverse we got white people who always show up on time we got caribbean and we got hispanic people y'all the third song y'all late for everything You're going to be late for your own funeral. God bless you. We own up to Uh, it. it. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? And so... And, and so the hosting, the welcome team has to come at the, at the middle of the service after this. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, can you move over? And we try to teach. Yo, it's better for you to tell them at the beginning. Yo, slide over at the beginning. That way people can sit in and be able to lift and fill the rows in so that we're not like having gaps and like, hey, you got two chairs. I'm sorry, can you move over? And so we're trying to teach them the why. We want a person to feel comfortable when they come into church. It's not about just having chairs or having people sit in the chairs. But it's all about the why. If you understand the why, it's always going to communicate and it's always going to help you. Right. So here's what happens. The way <laughs> enjoying you're serving, serving your spouse with joy. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. It makes me itch when I go eat Popeye's and I, I go eat like uh, at a restaurant and I'm at I'm at the drive through. When I'm at the drive through, maybe you have this pet peeve, too. You're ordering your food. Right. And you're like, hey, I'm sorry. Can I have, you know, a number two with, you know, uh, with a Sprite? What else that it? Are you done? But oh, it bothers me. It, I mean it just it irks me. I'm like, there's been times that me and Lydia have been in the thing, and I'm like, "No, we're good, thank you, and well, I'll just drive off.
0: But I'm I'll just drive off because
1: I just I just but something happens, communication, y'all, I'm talking about communication, something happens when you go to the Lord's kitchen. And I guarantee you, watch this, and you go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and if you tell them folks, thank you, they say, my?
0: Yeah, it's easy.
1: I mean, it's just, it's just culture. They'll chase after you to give you a straw, you know what I mean? You can see the kid running down the street, you're like, bro, what are you doing? Because there's something about serving with a joyful attitude, you can tell when somebody's jo- serving you just to serve you because there's a job or a task, and you can tell when somebody is like they built it into their culture. So what happens is this: you can be serving without a joyful attitude. yo you can change business owners I'm talking about relations friends you can be the type of friend that everybody just doesn't always have to call you to invite you to stuff but you can actually be proactive but you can have this attitude of like look at the difference anything else compared to my pleasure like it makes me feel good when I know I'm doing something right and somebody acknowledges it with their language so the, the biggie is that communication, it's always going to communicate love, acceptance, value, and priority to people. When you put them first, when you serve them, and then when you enjoy serving your spouse. That's the word, enjoy it.
0: Yeah, so serve, enjoy. And the next one is an R. And it's, and it's uh, reject scorekeeping and do what you do with a spirit of grace and faith. So think about this. Um, it's, a, it's the idea of if I do this for you you need to do this for me. It's tit for tat, right? But what happens when you do that? What happens when you do that in any kind of relationship, friendships, marriages, work relationships, what you're doing is you're creating a punishment and reward system in in your relationship. If you do this, I'll reward you. But if you don't do that, I'm gonna give you a punishment. And that's not the way we want to do it. It's it's this idea of, oh, like when my kids, they're they're crazy. I we we make them clean the house now because they're grown and they make. For those a-
1: of you that have kids that are like under seven years old, and you're just like, oh man, like you know it's rough because you got to clean up after them, even though you told them forty eight times <laughs> to take the plate and put it in the sink, and they just leave. You know what I mean? You go into the bathroom and there's towels, shoes, underwears with weird stains on them, and they just. They just leave them. You know what I mean? One day it's going to get better. One day it's going to get better. Because they're going to
0: turn 13 and 14. You
1: got to train them, though. And you got to suffer. Because my kids, they wash the dishes. And there were times that I went to go drink out of a cup. And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) But then you address it. Papa, look, this is not clean. I can die from this. This is poisonous. You want me to die? You want your dad to die? (laughs) You got to threaten him too. You got to throw that. some thread no
0: he, he, no, he literally and said then they, that. And then
1: they clean and do better. But then you hit the promised land. We got a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Me, you, and the kids.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I told them boys, y'all jokers better clean, sweep, mop. I walk into my bathroom and it's like,
0: oh, Yes. They
1: gotten good at it. Saturday, we got up on Saturday. Sorry, my tidbit. <laughs> I got the microphone.
0: He's hijacking
1: my phone. Yo, <laughs> we wake up in the morning. And I I jump out the shower and my kids are banging on the door. I'm like, what happened? Yo, they made pancakes for us. They made it's gonna get better, parents, I promise. Hey. It's hope. It's hope. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, we got out the house and we were like, oh my (laughs) God. So it gets better. I'm sorry. It just gets better.
0: Yeah. The idea is that we make our kids clean our house now. They're 13 and 14.
1: <laughs> sounds like child slavery.
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> they have to learn responsibility. It's called it's called work. We're, we're training them up. Right.
1: Yeah. We tell them, "We pay for your life. You like rent? You like to eat? You like those shoes on your feet? Make sure you clean my and fold my clothes when it comes out the laundry. <laughs> and don't put my underwears okay. hanging up in my closet." I mean, right.
0: he's venting today y'all I'm sorry (laughs) so we tell them to clean and the crazy thing is is like they're they're so crazy because they know what they need to do but they're like what if we just light a candle you know like it will make it smell good we can just oh or or their favorite thing to do is they shove everything under the bed right it's all on the floor like the 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 clothes that they have all over the floor that are clean by the way because we washed them and folded them and put them in their room to put away but then they just throw it on the floor and then they throw it under the bed right so I'm like no that doesn't work like that you know that only just masks the smell that only appears like it's clean but when I'm going to look for shoes like last night and I couldn't find Abby's shoes it's because they're all shoved up underneath the bed right so when you're serving each other that's what it is each other we have to serve each other it's a standard you got to do it when you're tired you can't just pretend or or mask you got to do it when you're when when you don't have the energy to do it because you you understand why you do it and you don't allow you don't allow for someone else's emotions to control who you are okay I'm if if he's not treating me right if he's not, if he's, he's doing something where he's cranky and he, he popped off on me, but it had nothing to do with me, do I turn around and do tit for tat and say, oh, well, mm, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And he yelled at me, so I'm gonna yell at him. And I'm not gonna make him dinner. And and, <laughs> and, 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 he could clean his own dishes. And, and, you know, so I'm gonna start, I'm gonna stop serving Chino because he pissed me off. Let me tell y'all, if, if I stopped serving him food, he would not eat. Maybe. I'm coming to y'all house. <laughs> He'll be calling y'all.
1: I'm coming to y'all. I'm about to go get some ajokun gandulas from Jess. <laughs> <You really?
0: laughs> no, that causes even more problems. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just that, you know, I can't just like for, make, make, um, make something worse happen because he's not doing what I want him to do. We have to understand that it's so important that we are serving, that we're doing it enjoyably, but we're not scorekeeping. Well, he did that to me, so I'm going to do this to him. We got to learn how, I know it's hard. I, it's the, one of the most difficult things to do in any kind of relationship is just learn how to give more grace and learn how to go before God and ask God to, to fill us with his love. In Luke 6:27 through 36, it says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, also to do that, do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend those, and if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners who receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and your sons, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the thankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as Father, as your Father also is merciful. Here's the here's the idea: if you fight fire with fire. You're gonna get a bigger fire. If you want to extinguish the fire, you have to use water, and I think this a is a biblical understanding is what these verses are trying to tell us, that if we need to, if we want to extinguish the hurt and the frustration, then we need to 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 fight it with the opposite, which is love and grace. Could you imagine, y'all? Just take a moment to think about this. Could you imagine if Jesus kept score with us?
1: moving on (laughs) we be in trouble uh v the v stands for vigilantly protect the time and energy necessary to serve your spouse or to serve your boyfriend or to serve your girlfriend or serve your friend or to serve your employee watch this this is an excerpt from the four laws of love that i wanted to read to you watch this anyone can say god is first in his or her life But our daily prayer and devotional times, our tithes and offerings, honoring the Sabbath, church attendance, and so forth, prove if we are sincere. Those important disciplines also protect God's place in our lives on an ongoing basis. Watch this. Regarding marriage or relationships, most of the things that harm it the most aren't bad things. They are good things. Out of priority. Things like work out of priority. Things like children out of priority. Things like in laws out of priority. Somebody said amen. Things like hobbies out of priority. Things like sports out of priority. Things like friends out of priority. On a daily basis, weekly monthly and annual basis you should have built-in habits and discipline that ensures you are regularly investing in each other's habits such as talking together face to face without distraction every day planning times to have sex when you are rested weekly date nights um shout out to don who is on tiktok doing these new sh- uh th- a show i don't even think you call it a show but he's uh, it's called date nights and so he's giving you tips on how to have date nights. I mean, it's super, super cool. And then taking short weekend trips together. You know what I mean? Like, you got to plan these things out. Like, yo, by the way, today's the 11th? 12th. Today's the 12th?
0: Yes.
1: On Tuesday, fellas, y'all ready? On Tuesday (laughs) is Valentine's Day. Some of y'all clenched up. Already? Don't go to Walmart. Walmart. A Walgreens and get her another little chocolate. Don't get her a Twizzlers bar. (laughs) Talk to Keisha. Keisha, where you at? Raise your hand, Keisha. Where you at? Keisha. Yesterday, I took my wife to Keisha and she has her own business. And she has this bed that you laid out. It's the glory of the Lord. And it's this massage bed that you just lay on for, I don't, it just, you just come out of there feeling like magic. And then, and then we put our feet in some detox, weird thing that had like orange and black things and like, it was pretty disgusting. (laughs) But then I walked out and I felt good about my life. She had teeth whitening. I mean, just all type of stuff. Yo, how beautiful is it? Y'all need to talk to her. How beautiful is it for you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, you and your friend? Just take your time over there and and go do plan something. Think about it. Vigilantly think about these things. You're going to prioritize what you want. You know what I mean? So why not prioritize your spouse and be able to take some time and not just go run uh, on, on Valentine's Day and say I got you some flowers and a chocolate think about ways to be able to do that and if as you do those things I promise you it's just gonna get better and better and better listen to this it isn't what you can make happen that counts it's what you can keep happening
0: oh that's good if you
1: prioritize it you're gonna continue it so that's a V
0: that's great all right and so the last one is another E guys and it's expect to be blessed and don't get discouraged to give up doing the right thing and not seeing results doing sometimes doing the right thing is is not seeing results but god is god god has said don't don't get discouraged and don't give up because jesus makes us promises it says in luke 6 28 through 32 bless those who curse you pray for those who mistreat you if someone slaps you on the cheek turn to them the other turn to them the other also if someone takes your coat do not withhold your shirt from them give to everyone who asks and anyone if anyone takes what belongs to you do not Demand it back. Do unto others as you would like them to do you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that? Even sinners love those who love them. The secret to success of not giving up and to getting, not getting discouraged is to focus, is, is not to focus on their behavior but it's to focus on the promise of Jesus. It's what I was saying a little while ago. Sometimes it's hard to give faith. Sometimes it's hard to give grace in certain situations. But if you can focus on what Jesus says and what his promises are, then then, then there will be an expectation that something is going to happen. For a marriage to be healed fully, there's got to be at least one spouse in the marriage that is willing to do the right thing and just trust God for it i think that there was many times i think um real quick even with like when in our relationship with me and chino that there were times at the beginning of our relationship were kind of rocky and i remember there were moments that i would just sit in a rocking chair and maybe i was rocking ramses probably at that point because he was so little and i would just be i would be broken and thinking man i don't know if we can continue going in this in this direction and but what i i would what I would do in that moment is is as I was rocking Ramses and I was crying, I would go before God and I began to pray. And I began to pray, Lord, please make me feel better in this situation. But Lord, if I'm doing something also wrong in this situation, please reveal it to me. Because he's done some wrong things, but i'm doing wrong things as well and maybe i'm not reacting the way that i need to react so i just need to start praying about those things and it's something that happens where there's a shift in your mind that no longer okay well yeah he did something wrong but the expectation was is that there is now hope because there can be change because god changed my heart he filled me with grace and he would fill me with love in those moments that would change our relationship and that was one more step towards healing in that particular area of our lives that we would take just because i gave it to god and i trust in god that he knows us better than we know ourselves that god loves us better than we know ourselves and that yes we chose each other but god also established for us to be together for a specific purpose and for something great and i think that's what we need to do is sometimes you know what it, it might not look like we w- what we want it to look like but if we can trust God, that He can make it to what it, what we want it to look like.
1: Sorry, and it and it's it's sometimes it's you saying to yourself, regardless of what they're doing, I'm going to do the right thing. And then it sometimes it flip flops, and seeing her changed me. But then there are times in me that she saw me, and it changed her. And it's just this constant working at this thing, constant working it doesn't end just because you got married and you have sex the relationship didn't become heavenly like some of y'all single people listen to me yo you don't be so quick to marry them because he got a six-pack you know what I mean and he got a job and a car
0: Yeah, that all can go away and bro Real giving you
1: red big. flags up though yin yang listen to me fellas just because she got a healthy posterior don't get yourself <laughs> jacked up Learn to start doing some work on you before you ever think about them. When you start to do the work, that's what's healed our relationship. That we took, stopped trying to change each other and fix each other. And we went away. She would go once a year. We go on a trip. Three days, us and Jesus. And it's just like, God, I don't need to think about what they're doing. I need you to fix me. I'm messed up. How I many of y'all can say I'm jacked yeah. up? Uh, for the rest of y'all liars, God bless y'all. We have an altar <laughs> call at the end. Just make sure you raise your hand when we say the altar the prayer. But if i'm honest with you is is that not the gospel though i mean like could you not see the gospel so clearly and i love how jesus always likens the gospel or the kingdom of god to a relationship to a marriage it's incredible to watch because it's it's so true like god went first regardless if i accepted him or not how many people he's died for that have spent their life saying i hate you People that I've seen, man, I was just reading a story not so long ago about people that fought for things that you probably wouldn't want to fight for, um, hated God, were against God. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of their life, they got to this place where they were like, oh, my God, in my worst, I hated you so much and you still loved me. And they actually turned their life to Jesus at the very end because of the love, the immense love of Jesus over their life. I remember when I was a, a kid. Uh, My mom, she worked tirelessly. You know what I mean. My mom was like seven o'clock in the morning, and then she wouldn't get back to about eleven. You know, twelve o'clock at night sometimes, and sometimes even later. Um, And we had latchkey kids. Y'all remember latchkey kids, kids? Y'all, y'all kids don't know nothing about that. You remember you had your, your, you had your, your. Some of y'all kept your key in your pocket, and you lost it every single week. Every some of y'all, your mom got hip to it, and then she put a, a rope around it, and you still lost it every single week. I remember that I would have these keys, right, and I would have my key. And I promise you, bro, I would lose my key. And then we had landlords. We lived in apartment buildings, so you would have to knock on the landlord. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Robertson. Do you think you could open the door for me? And they would go in there. Yeah, anybody? Y'all by myself with only hood ones. Everybody else, y'all had <laughs> y'all had digital locks. It scanned your eye. Okay. <laughs> For us broke people, <laughs> we had to go tell our landlord that we were renting in the projects. And we had to say, hey, man, can you open the door? And then you get embarrassed. I used to get embarrassed because I'm like, yo, I can't go to my landlord anymore. Like, I'm embarrassed to just go to him. So I would, I would have to take the, the, the walk of shame. And we had these things. It was magical. There were things called pay phones, right? And so you would call people, collect, and you would say, call me back. The number is 305-60. And they would call you back. Or you would take a quarter and call them. And I'd call my mom and say, me and ma uh, I don't know what happened. Somebody stole my key. Somebody stole my key. Can you come and open the door for me? And my mom would have to leave work, bro, and drive in her car, come open the door. I may or may not gotten, you know, amen. And she opened the door and she would let me in. And as I'm thinking about this, I thought of my mom and I was sitting here laughing because I'm like, man, I remember those days. I know an exact apartment building where I would do that the most. And I started thinking about it, man, what a picture of God, right? Like a God that serves us even when we don't deserve it. A God that he didn't leave his job to come open the door. He left the glory of heaven to come down and give you access to a relationship with him. That it's the gospel in its most purest form that, yo, some of us, we say, I remember when I met God. And I remember when I chased after God, you never met God. You never chased after God. Leonard Ravenhill says he is the hound of heaven he was chasing after you he's been looking for you in every moment every time that you put a phone number to a girl in your pants and then you lost it God was chasing after you every time you left five minutes late and you were mad at everybody because you're late and you get in your car and then you get to that intersection and you're like dang the accident just happened he was chasing after you every time you were so broken and so lost that some of us we even attempted to take our life and when we woke up we're like Yo, what just happened? He was chasing after you. He's, it's always been a one-sided relationship, man. We've never been good enough to get to God. We, we didn't get to God. He's too holy. He's too distant. He's too all of that stuff. But how beautiful it is that he came and he invited himself into your heart. For those of us who are called on Jesus, he's, he's changed us. And he constantly forgets everything that we do wrong. When we apply the blood of Jesus and we ask for forgiveness he serves us he takes actual time he enjoys it for the the bible says for the joy set before him he endured the cross the joy that's me and you he he vigilantly say, went after us and he constantly every single time that you get on tiktok in the morning and then you have that feeling i should read my bible he's just tapping on your shoulder he 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 rejects scorekeeping He's not sitting there thinking, yeah, but you sinned last week. I can't give you this. I can't do this for you because you did this. He rejects scorekeeping. He doesn't look at sin as big or little. He doesn't look at sin in different varieties the way that you do. He actually says sin is defeated. I defeated on the cross. And when I died, I took the keys from death, hell, and the grave to bring you victory. That this Jesus that we talk about, that he's the God that actually he has an expectation. Here's the expectation. Whether you get it or you don't, he loves you. The expectation is that if you allow for the Holy Spirit to enter into your life, that he will help you to live out the very things that you have not been able to do. Here's the expectation for those of us that are far from Jesus. For some of us, we walked into this room and we were invited. For some of us, we came to this place and we're still trying to figure it out. It's like, oh, you know, I like that was cute. You know what I mean? I like the whole relationship thing. But there comes a moment where you have to come to a realization. Yo, you you're you're far from God sin has taken a hold of you and you may not be addicted to crap but man shame guilt your identity has been shifted so much man that sometimes you don't even know who you are today we want to give you an opportunity because if we believe this gospel is that Jesus will meet you exactly where you are that, that I'm not presenting to you something that hasn't been chasing after you for a while but today you have the opportunity to finally submit and say you know what God i I'll let you love me Here's what the Bible says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Every week we read it at this church because it's the truth. The Bible says, if you believe, if you confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord, that means if you open up your mouth and you say, Christ is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that is called faith, then you shall be saved. For for some of us that are in this room today, we've been running for long enough. And today, Jesus wants to arrest you and he wants to have a relationship with you. It's not about you trying to figure it out. Listen to me. Look at me for a second. You're not going to get to a place where you stop smoking, stop drinking, stop sleeping around, and then you come to church and then you get it right. That's a cycle of death and you won't be able to achieve it on your own. You have to come to the place that you come as you are. God, you change me. I trust you enough to do the work in my life. He loves you the way you are. Come as you are. But he loves you enough not to leave you where you are today we want to give you an opportunity to be able to receive that savior would you do me a favor would you bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment
0: thanks for listening to our podcast today the mission of greater church is to reach and empower all people we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey if god is using this ministry to impact your life please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors Partner with us by giving online and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater Church.